Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my fast co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Real fast. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time, except for these EAE singles episodes where we cover one album at a time. And uh, what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about Every Loser by Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop, this just released uh, but a few days ago. Yes, we are doing something in a timely manner. The first time in, well, absolutely first time ever in the show. (laughs) Absolutely first time ever. Uh, That's wild. It feels weird to be current. Also, I I mean, as much of a fan of Iggy Pop as I am, check out his episode on the Stooges, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I have heard embarrassingly little of his solo stuff, except for like just the smatterings here and there and the famous stuff. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, and then I'm a fan of the, the album he did with Josh Homme, Post-Pop Depression. I So in preparation for this, I not only listened to this album, I went and listened to like a, a hand, just a handful of them. And that was one of them. Yeah. That's, that was not what I was expecting. It was and it wasn't. For yeah. that one, I mean, we're going to be talking about this album more, mm-hmm. but uh, for that one, it was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Anything Josh Homme was a part of, he just dominates, and it yeah. sounds like Queens, which is it's. I like Queen. That's fine, uh, but I wasn't expecting all those string arrangements and all that mm. crazy experimental stuff. Like, oh, that's it's quite nice. Yeah, uh, Iggy's a real wild card these days. I haven't listened to the album between that one and this one. Was it called Free? I believe Free. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, I wasn't sure what to get and then i remember back in the day when he dropped that album skull ring which had a bunch of um special guests on it and it was not received well so um i, I feel like it's like a lot of ups and downs but i've always, i've loved him for so long i always considered him the king of rock and roll because the man just can't die and 70, the, day, the day he does it will be a dark and sad day i might cry it's gonna be up there with lemmy uh so, yeah 75 years old still going and still all the energy all the energy which is obviously drugs are involved obviously well i mean that's been a thing ongoing with his career but uh he's part bioman or something or bionic man bioman is that's everyone's a bioman if you think about it uh he's got to be part robot or something or like part toxic avenger or something he i can see it by his the appearance of his skin perhaps that's probably closer to it uh i i uh so I also went back to, and, and gave his first two albums, which I, again, I've only heard like, like in the background or, mm-hmm. you know, here and there. Uh, We've and all heard Lust for Life. Of course. And I was like, man, his rule. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking rules. I didn't realize that uh, his first three albums all came out in 77. Oh, dang. The that- Idiot, Lust for Life, and Kill City with James Williamson. Yeah. And I've already, I've already raved about, about Kill City in the past. I, it's a fucking awesome album. I think it was recorded earlier, though. Um, yeah, I didn't realize they were all released on the same day. And I also didn't realize that Bowie wrote most of the songs off oh, of Lust for Life. <laughs> yeah, I knew about that yeah. collaboration. Uh, I knew the collab, but I didn't know it was like he just wrote all the songs. Oh, shit. Um, all of them except maybe one track. And like, and yeah, yeah, these are great songs. It's, I didn't, it was, yeah, this, not, no offense to Aki, but I feel like this is sure. there's more here. Uh, but Every Loser, which just came out, how do you feel? Uh, it's a solid entry in the legacy of Iggy Pop, I feel like. I liked it, and I liked it way more than I thought I was. I, I, I thought I would. I, I think I might even like it more than uh, post-pop depression. 
Is that oh, what's going wow. on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I think I need to like stew with it a little bit. But um, like I said, uh, 75 years old. This is his 19th solo album. God. I like I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna get. Um I didn't realize it had contributions from Oh, it star started. Yeah, from Duff McKay and Chad Smith. McKagan, uh, yeah, oh, Duff McKagan, McKay. um Chad Smith, Dave Navarro, Taylor Hawkins, RIP. Uh and who else? There's more and, there's more on here. Travis Barker, Stone Gossard, yes. Eric Avery, uh and then Andrew Watt, who's who's like just the, the guy. It's his, a young producer who's mostly worked with pop artists and Ozzy Osbourne, so um, that's an interesting get. Yeah, uh, yeah, produced I, the whole thing and played on a bunch of tracks. Yeah, I can definitely hear all the some of the uh, that like pop production on some of these songs. It does overall sound really good, though. It, it's got a nice. The same with I'm gonna I'm gonna keep comparing it to post pop depression. It's the only other recent one I've heard, but they both have yeah. like this the big live feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this generation's or a modern gen, or a modern version of the garage sound, yeah. which is infinitely better than the original because technology and <laughs> whatnot. But I don't want to say Albini-esque because um, it's not quite that, mm-hmm. but in in the same vein, very live and, and um, a crisp studio reverb drum sound and all that. Uh, sounds good. Uh, except there's one thing that is all over Iggy's twilight years albums uh because he's an old man there's plenty of old man vocals on here of course Mm -hmm. which we've established on the stooges episode i'm for he's for i find it (laughs) distracting and funny uh whenever iggy i can't think of any other old man singers where this happens but whenever it's a fucking iggy song and he's whenever he does that it's produced so loud and so like his voice is the loudest thing by miles. He he kind of turns into Johnny Cash and specifically Morning Show, which is the first and like one of two tracks where he does that. Um, and him doing that voice and just hearing him sing in like a sad, saddish song like. I'm crispy on the outside. It's also it made it, me it, laugh so much. He does say that he's crispy, but what made me laugh about that is because he's so old. I don't know what happens with age, but you lose your s's. Oh, All yeah. his s's, crispy. <laughs> it, it's kind of like a, almost like a Ric Flair s, where it's not oh, a yeah. real s. Yeah. Or Dusty Rhodes, that's where it's a P. It's yeah. just, it, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm dreading the day I lose my S's. <laughs> it's going to happen one day. Uh, but all his, all his like shouted or, or higher, you know, sung vocals or whatever, uh, they always, they always sound really nice and uh, in the mix and, and mm-hmm. very, and, and way more youthful than he really is. It's mm-hmm. really, just, again, not lacking any energy. But whenever he sings croony and low and quiet, <laughs> it gets louder than everything. Yeah. And it seems like a stylistic thing because it was on those, those, la- those last Stooges albums that I fucking hated. <laughs> it was all over those too. Uh, more someone ready to die than uh, the weirdness. But yeah. Yeah. It seems like a a deliberate thing it, it probably is um i think the other time he he goes into that on specifically a song is the regency which uh, oh the closer which yeah. is a a great little closer it is for sure one of the strongest songs on the album i think 100 i love it uh all over you got these really 
piercing post-punk arpeggios mm-hmm. uh that 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 just kind of cut through every uh cut through all the layers um it's very it's just it's very pretty it's very mm-hmm. pretty um uh, there's only that's like the only no there's some nice moments um but that's like the i think the most well-written the prettiest if i'm gonna keep using that word i would uh, i would say that i wasn't expecting kind of like uh some 80s production too on they got some some new waviness for sure yeah or or mostly on on comments which is i i do like that song quite a bit yeah i felt it on the regency and also strung out johnny which is the second track i felt more post-punk vibes from that one for sure yeah um it it is kind of goth yeah especially because he's not the full like deep voice you hate but deeper yeah 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 uh stronger joint i think is like the more post-punk thing whereas comment is the more new wavy mm-hmm. um similar but different uh i did find the little interlude the news for andy oddly funny i don't know if it's meant to be funny oh yeah dude both they have just two interludes on here and they're both great which yeah. is weird uh the news for andy is the first one and then my animus is the second one I, uh news for andy is it's like him it's almost like he's like, is it like commercial? Like he's doing a commercial for a little bit, or antidepressant or, drugs, or something or, like that, or calling from a doctor's office. Yeah, or, but it's those are the lyrics. the The music is like an actual song. Yes, it's not like a like a goofy experimental interlude. It's like a song that just happens to be fifty five seconds. Yeah, with these goofy, funny, you know, spoken word thing on top of it. And then uh, my animus is. Again, it's just an, it's a different it's a completely different thing. It's still an interlude. It's slightly longer, but like these things would work on their own as as full songs if they chose to do that. I feel like they would. It almost feels like those should be on like a concept album instead of this. Imagine an Iggy concept album at this age. Go for it. do whatever you want, Iggy. I'm, oh man, I'm for it. <laughs> uh, so we have all kinds, of, all kinds of people. We got, I think, Travis Barker's on one track, and that's unsurprisingly neo punk. Yes, where uh, you know they bring they bring the punk. It's very much uh, old punk. It's you know, it's no it's no hardcore. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's just it, it's fun and it's nice. Um, it's far from revolutionary, but it, it's fun. It worked for me. I feel like uh, songs like "All the Way Down" and and "Modern Ripoff" are um, you know. A modern day ripoff, yeah, are very much like doing the stooge thing with the, deep, 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 yeah. It, the, there's some stooges vibes keyboard. for sure. Less stoogesy, sure, to, but uh, still fun. Like modern day ripoff is is super high energy, and it does sound a lot better following New Atlantis, which is it's on the ballady side. It's yeah. not awful, but. Uh, it is my least favorite song. I think Morning Show is my least favorite song. Really? And those two kind of jump back and forth for me. Mm-hmm. Like they're they I feel like they're the same song. Once he told me he was crispy on the outside on Morning Show, I can't. I suppose that'll that'll I can't hate that song. one way. <laughs> uh that song Morning Show also has like some some slide guitars on there and it's it's very a lot of acoustic guitars on there. It's very pretty. The old man vocals are probably the most prominent on that one. For sure. Uh that's not why I don't like it. It's mostly just because it's like a, you know, dreary, emotional ballad type thing. And it just, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I found the, the intro to New Atlantis to be hilarious and charming. <laughs> like, he's so old on here. Yeah. He's just, he's 10,000 fucking years old. How is he still kicking? I think I want an album where it's just like him and John Carpenter reading 
stories or doing spoken word stuff over okay. like very pretty music <laughs> you wouldn't want them to do either of the things that they're known for doing you want a completely new music spoken word john carpenter iggy pop joint yeah there's something about it because of the interludes on here and then there's um uh this artist gunship he he got John Carpenter to do this spoken word thing on one of his songs. And it's it's like very cool. Feeds into like the the synth thing he's doing on there. And uh yeah, I don't know. Something about uh old men just doing spoken word over pretty or melodic stuff is something about those old uh, men. Feels good. Uh, or, it, it, it's it, it is charming. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the right word, but uh, there, there's something appealing about it. Uh, it's also endearing just because, well, it's mostly endearing because it doesn't suck. Yes. he He's earned the right to pretty much suck at this age. Yes. We expect him to suck at this age. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of aging rock and roll acts do suck. And he's, 100%. he's not immune to that as we've, we've covered and. Um, I'm not sure what the the bulk of his solo discography is like, but yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure there's some stinkers in there. 100%. But yeah, this to have a a legend like Iggy's still around and doing it at a a high level is, is this uh this a good feel good album? I think it's 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 strong. I think it's strong and it's re listenable and it's it's uh. It, I mean, it's, I actually, I actually, I like, like the album. Like I legitimately like it. It's not even just like, oh, it feels good. It doesn't suck. It's not bad. Fuck it. I actually like, no, yeah. I like it. I like it even more than that. Mike's album of the year. Album of the year. Calling it now. As of first week. As this is number, number one. It's going to hold it. It's going to hold the place. <laughs> it, it could make the list. Honestly, a year from hey, now. Yeah. It could make the list. Who knows what the, well, we kind of know what the future, we have some future releases yeah, to we're look looking forward, forward to, to yeah, but sure. uh who knows how they will vary in quality so who knows uh pretty much almost every song uh was chad smith is on well not every you know he like about well, half the album yeah the other I, half is just taylor hawkins and, and travis barker yeah taylor hawkins steps in on comments with eric avery of jane's addiction yeah the same who, with neil uh sorry not neil punk um the the Regency as well. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Dave Navarro is on here. He's he's only on one track, mm -hmm. Jane's Addiction. Check out that episode. Uh, and then uh, uh, Stone Stone Gossard, yeah, who we've covered all his almost all his bands except <laughs> for the one big one, except for the one everyone loves, Green River and Temple of the Dog. Is was there another one? Do we do Mother Love Mother, Mother Love Bone? Yes. Mother okay. Yeah. For a while, I was like, do we do Mother Love Bone? I forgot. So one day we'll do Pearl Jam, just not today. Uh, fucking <laughs> not six months from now. <laughs> no, but so it and, and McKagan is on a on a on a ton of these songs. I have you could you can't fucking hear them at all. Like whereas we're with the the other album with Josh Homme, all you hear is Homme because the motherfucker just that's what he did. Yeah. He, just, he just takes he just steamrolls every project he's on yeah. even the one with dave grohl and fucking jump all jones uh check out that episode by the way we've done that yeah uh, uh, them cricket vultures but here no you could just you tell me these are fucking faceless studio musicians it makes no difference to me um i well 
I felt like the bass playing in comments was a little had a, some edge on it due to Eric Avery. I think he's a underrated bass player. Uh, so, uh, uh, it's, it's a good point. Yeah I, yeah, I, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. So that stood out a little bit to me. And then when when I was like a teenager, Chad Smith was one of my favorite drummers, and he's just. He's just solid and continues to do so here. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing flashy or like, um, like a funky red hot chili peppers. No, beat. thank Christ. Like he knew. Yeah. He knew what his job was here. And I had no idea his middle name was Gaylord. Neither did I. What the fuck? Chad Gaylord Smith. Are you fucking kidding me? It's always crazy when your middle name is longer than your first and last. That's name. not what I'm talking about, Alex. <laughs> it's, a, it's a name. His name is fucking Gaylord. Like, I thought that was like. Like died uh, out. Died out, especially because of the movie Meet the Parents, where it was like a, a, an entire plot point that his name was Gaylord. Well, he was born way before that. So. <laughs> no, I know that. But like, you think. You would just like, ax his records and like redact some stuff or something <laughs> or do a thing like Adam Crow did where he made his middle name Lakers on his driver's license. Yeah. Because they don't check. They, you just write anything on your apparently on your, the DMV. Oh, yeah. They won't check your your birth certificate. That's insane. That's insane. You could just make your middle name Lakers. I might. I might do that. Maybe you should. This is a fun middle name one day. <laughs> I do need to update my ID read soon so you'll be alexander chad gaylord smith volts you know what uh sounds like royalty to me yeah the longer it is for sure yes uh but it's a cool album it's a cool album um what was it oh this is a neat this made me laugh where uh according to to iggy the intention of this album was to to quote beat the shit out of the list out of the listener mm-hmm. uh and we when we just covered a band like God, like I'm sorry, but this isn't doing it. This is not beating the shit out of me at all. I'm I'm beating the shit out of this album easily, <laughs> even on a low like like a low bar to clear. It doesn't doesn't no. really beat the shit out of me. But it's you, very it's fun for an old man. This is actually quite intense, though. It is. It is the frenzy. The opener. The openers. It, opener yeah. rules. That's when I kind of knew I was I was in I was in for an okay ride. Mm-hmm. So there are songs that go there. I think. I think listeners of the Stooges and and Iggy will be pleased with this album. Yeah, I hope so. At least, uh, what was the last time you heard "Lust for Life" the album? <sighs> it's been a lo- it's been a long time. Might do it on the car ride home. This to it it gives me nice, weirdly nostalgic feelings. Even though a lot of those songs I I'd never heard. Um, yeah, uh, and I don't. I actually honestly never even liked the title track. Mm-hmm. Um. I only have a fondness for it because of train spotting, mm-hmm. but it kind of fucking rules. And uh, I don't, there's something about that that late seventies era of Iggy that I that I just I don't know. I I I really love it. Yeah. Uh, or mid mid to late seventies. I was at a, I was at a diner by myself reading a a book by Doug Stanhope, listening to that. And I was like, this is all right. <laughs> this is all right. All right. I like this. <laughs> this uh, tracking down all the diners in L.A. and. They're, I swear, dude, I, all I, I want a simple fucking no fluff, no fucking shiny things, just a regular ass fucking diner. I don't even need a menu. Just give me some fucking eggs, like simple. And yeah. there is not that unless you want Denny's or Norm's out 
out west, the the diner scene is kind of... It's a joke. Yeah, it's kind of thin. I drove out to fucking like Glendale <laughs> to, to find a regular average ass diner. There you go. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, I also uh, gave a once over to, to the idiot, which I never heard. I thought yeah. I heard it. I don't think I ever heard it. Um, and that's uh, infamous because that was an album that Ian Curtis was listening to when he committed suicide. Check out the episode on Joy Division. Uh, that's a weird one. That is way more electronic than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Which is which is fucking fascinating. And I, uh, I also read a little bit that that was around the time that uh, Iggy was trying to get clean, but he was having trouble. So he did the logical thing. The thing, when you're trying to get clean, you want to start hanging out with David Bowie. And that's what he started doing a lot. He's like, you know, buddy, you're going to help me through this. All right? I know, <laughs> I know you're, the, you're my man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Straight as an arrow Bowie is what they call him. Uh, and things went I, well. Yeah. I wish, uh, I wish that Bowie documentary touched on his drug use more, but I didn't see it. Which one's that? Uh, it's called moon age daydream. It's delightful. When that come out? Uh, last year. And, uh, one day, I guess I'm going to say it. So I have to do it. I'm going to record a, a Patreon episode with my full review. Don't you forget now. Don't no, forget I, now. I said it. I'm going to do it. I have it written up. I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, I know what's wrong with you. It's the same thing that happens to me whenever I have to do fucking ad reads or do anything in front of a camera by myself. It's not. It's a, a nightmare. It's to me like uh, if any listeners have depression, it's like it's like taking a shower where in your head it's this like colossal like hiking up a mountain yeah, thing getting out of bed it's like i can't do it it's, and then you do it and you're like that took that took it took all morning <laughs> yeah but in actuality it takes all of like 10 or 15 minutes and it's it's fine it's fine and when once you get going it's fine but god it, there's just what, i don't know there's because there's plenty of personalities where it's just why don't you just do it? Just do it. What's wrong with you? Just do it. Like, hey, fuck you, dude. I'm it's, not, I'm not that I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not that type of personality. Yeah. And it, it seems like I am. The way I, I talk shit on this pod, I am not that. I respect the shit out of anyone doing like a podcast on their own. Like that is yeah. crazy I, to me. I sometimes do the, which I need to record more for Patreon, the, the, the solo pods where mm-hmm. I talk about some old punk stuff. Uh, and those ones take me like, to, to even to hit record yes. is always the hardest. I'm like, I'm sitting there, everything's set up. I'm like, I gotta do a start. I gotta do a start. It's okay. You gotta do this. It's okay. Fuck. I guess the, this band with Chad Smith, Duff McKagan and Josh. Oh, uh, Josh, Josh. Klinghoffer, he was in the oh yeah, Kling, Klinghoffer. Yeah, yeah. he's a replacement for uh in the Red Hot Chili Peppers for a little bit, but I okay. guess they're gonna do some shows together, and they're it's called Iggy Pop and the Losers. So. That's cute. Yeah, Pop. Yeah, Iggy Pop and the Losers. Uh, they're supposed to do uh, Kimmel's show. Well, but last night, if you're watching this, the day it drops. It hasn't aired yet for us. Probably be on YouTube, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm not gonna watch that live. That's for damn sure. I'll watch that on YouTube afterward. Um, yeah, yeah. Because he's. Uh, we probably talked about it in the, in the past, but I only saw Iggy Pop once, and it was with you. Yes, and it was. Same. It was it. That was the only time you saw him. Yeah, that's the only time I've seen him too. It was the premiere of Ashford's Evil Dead. Yes. in Hollywood, and for some reason Iggy was. Why was Iggy playing? I don't know. It was this. 
I'm glad he was because yeah. I got those tickets for free and it was dope just to see Iggy Pop do like five songs before he blew his load and then watch the Evil Dead TV show. So, Dude, it was like he just did a, a chunk of the hits was full force Iggy. Yeah. Obviously, he, he showed up without a shirt. That's not that's no issue there. Uh, just doing all the doing all the shit that you would expect that like t- singing with the crowd falling into the crowd standing on shit jumping and jumping around like i'm so happy i'm so happy i saw that before he died and i died because god damn yeah that i mean he was old then now it's like yeah I mean, that was years ago it makes me sad thinking how long, how long ago that was uh that show's fucking dead too oh man that had a good run yeah that was a good show I finally watched fucking uh, Fellini's Casanova. Check out our top five oh, soundtrack episode. Like it. it is weird. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Fel- I, Fellini's a weird dude. I did like it. So strange. I mean, oh my God. Like <laughs> I, Donald Sutherland is the, the titular character and he is a, a horror to look at. I mean, he is frightening. He's even even at that age well here's the thing because he's hideous because he has the full powdered wig and like the white face and like mm-hmm. his hairline is moved way back and and then also I, I i learned afterward that he's he wore a prosthetic nose and chin to make him <laughs> uglier there we go so it, i think fellini had like a real beef against casanova and he hated him mm-hmm. so the whole movie was supposed to be like look how shitty this guy is yeah and then as he was making the movie, he started to feel bad for the character and like started to see like, you know, his flaws and why mm-hmm. he did the things that he did. So he kind of like he he pulled the reins back and wasn't as harsh on the character. But as a result, you still get this kind of sympathetic, pathetic, sympathetic, pathetic uh, protagonist who's fucking horrific to look at who's banging everybody in the movie every five minutes in hilarious ways in zany i'm talking flipping her around him fully clothed both of them fully clothed this is (laughs) cartwheels dude cartwheels this is shot up to my need to watch movie right now it's ridiculous and and then this the story itself is actually kind of hard to follow because it's it's all vague and there's it jumps timelines back and forth without a, without too many concrete like all right we're in the present again mm-hmm. and then the dialogue is all it is as uh powdered wig as you would expect it to be yeah uh i'm not gonna, i'm gonna keep ranting about this the whole time but I'm, i will name two scenes that are spectacular <laughs> one uh he meets a giant woman over seven feet tall who's beating just man after man after man in arm wrestling <laughs> he falls in love with her and then uh, by the way a side note she's traveling with two companion little people so he he follows her uh she's like she brushes him off and then he bribes one of her companions to let him peep at her taking a bath with the two <laughs> the two little boys to, to, i'm sorry two little men <laughs> While singing one of the themes that's on the soundtrack that I love so much. Scene number two, uh, he gets in in a proverbial dick measuring contest with some fucking high up in some land. And the dude says, oh, yeah, I bet my boy can out fuck you. (laughs) And he says, 
Bring it. Bring him. Bring him now. Bring it. And I they, have a time machine. They refer to suave men as Casanovas. I'm going to win this. And boy, did he win it. They, of course he did. They bang for uh, how many times can you nut in one hour in front of everybody? Oh, fuck. that was the comp- competition. How old was he when he did that? I, the, the age is also quite vague. Mm. I imagine virile enough. Any, yeah. Anything over 28 is going to be going to be a little bit harder. Now without some uh, some PODs. PODs. PEDs. Not, PEDs. <laughs> not, with, not without some, some of the bad POD. Uh, any plans to see the Pantera reunion? The P- Pantera, I said. Pantera. Unless something falls into my lap. Really? You're, you're not a, even a little bit curious to, for that pop when they fucking, as soon as they obviously start with Cowboys from Hell? It's not even that I'm not curious. It's more of what Ticketmaster has turned into. Oh, fucking like not even hiding their scam nature. It somehow gets worse. Yeah, they're nuts. And so like I don't go to a lot of big arena shows, but when I do, you know, I I like the peace of mind that I have a chance and that I could get these tickets at an affordable price. Now with this like well, the tickets are what the market decides. Fuck you. Well, that would just, I mean, that's just how you get the whole Taylor Swift thing where you just, I mean, I scam city, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that fucking changes something. Part of me is like upset. It took so long, but part of me is like relieved. It that, needed something big. In and, order that, to, and that might be it. Maybe. I, I got to tell you, man, seeing those fans cry, that was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Oh. I, mean, I mean, no offense to them as people, but that is the... To be a grown human being crying over a concert is hilarious. That's Mike, the funniest. Mike says that as someone who cries at concerts. Because of the emotional impact of the song. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's, it's the same way I felt as a kid if uh, my mom maybe said, like, oh, we're going to Disneyland. And then said, no, we can't go. Oh, yeah. It's like the same level yeah. of, like, tantrum, like... But I, I really was looking forward to it, and I can't get the ticket. You're an adult. You're, it's fucking. It's so funny. I mean, I just watch a compilation, and it's delightful. I'm glad it broke them because there have been a number of concerts where I couldn't get take. Guess what? When when you listen to more than one artist, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. You, so yeah, mostly how disgustingly vile Ticketmaster is where like like over here in LA, Pantera's playing with Metallica. So that's probably like a couple hundred. Oh, easily, easily. But that's na- just the first night, right? Isn't like yeah. multiple nights. But now it's probably a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I just ugh. I I don't have the energy. I'm relieved I listen to smaller artists now because um if if they go unchecked it's it's totally going to become this like classist bullshit thing where people are like paying like thousands of fucking dollars and well it's all just because of scalpers i mean it's all scalping. oh well, well that's part of it but then yeah this whole like <clears throat> they don't have they don't have face value they have market value and the market says the pit tickets are $5,000. That's what the market says. Well, that's what scalpers try until they don't sell. And they, that's what... Uh, no, I'm saying... Oh, what, 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 what Ticketmaster is saying? Like, when you buy directly through Ticketmaster mm-hmm. now, 
it's not a face value ticket. It's not. Oh, it's, okay, not, okay, 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 okay. it's not front rows. A hundred back is 50. Now it's a fluctuating. Okay. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I got sorry. You. Okay. I should have. And I was, yeah, I was, I, I was on, I was on full on the scalp train. I yeah. just assumed everybody knew. No, this is, this is the way. It, and then they benefit from scalpers oh, too, yeah. Because the sites the scalpers use are run by Ticketmaster. It's yeah. a whole fucking. It's it's quite genius. If you <laughs> and then on top of that, they own the fucking venues. They own so many venues. Like I I need someone to break them up or fucking slap some feet. I don't fucking know something. Yeah, what can you do other than starting your own? venue <laughs> like what, what you can't really do much and even, it's like even uh, then I, what are you gonna do like when a band goes on tour what are you what are you gonna do like provide them a special ticketing thing to get around all you can do is just not buy the fucking tickets that's literally all you can do is not buy them and let them feel it that's all you can do well i don't know maybe if enough people got upset but i don't think enough no, no, there's no chance. There's yeah. no chance. But that would be the only way. We're like, okay, people really don't like that we did this. Guess we got to change it up. That's I, like the only way. I mean, if if these tickets are going for like thousands of dollars, like I've read, it's it's got a bust, right? Like, it's just so on its face shady. How, how how long could you possibly keep that up? It's so sh- obviously shitty. It's it's really gross, and yeah, I'm glad I've like seen Metallica twice. I may just be going to smaller shows for until this whole thing is sorted out. I, yeah, I'm quite glad that the the artists that are the most important to me are the ones that are not playing arenas, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm blessed in some way with that. I don't remember who it was. It's some comedian. It might might be Louis or someone big, uh, where they would perp- intentionally buy all the front row tickets. And then uh, I don't know if you either give them away to people with worse seats or give them to like friends or, or some or something like that. So that um, so that scalpers couldn't buy them. Yeah. And then also so uh, there's another thing that happens where people with money buy those tickets just to flex and they don't even show up oh, or yeah. they're not even big fans of it. Yeah. So it's like just to fuck just get you guys suck. We're not going to include you. I'm going to buy these up and give them people who want them or who would appreciate them. Yeah. I've, you know, I knew that, but, uh, I was writing for a, a questionable website for a little bit. They're all questionable in some way or another one. Let me break it and get down to it. And, uh, yeah, they, they sent me to the Jay-Z Beyonce concert to do a write up on it. And like, let me tell you, my tickets were phenomenal. Really? I should not have been that close oh man you're one of the sons of bitches in those good seats. and that's when i was like shit like like man like the people behind me should be here like i'm just here to do a, a job you really should have had the worst seats in the house <laughs> yeah. that's how i feel whenever i see photographers at shows and stuff like i get it you need the shot it's your job you don't want to. You don't. You don't care. You don't fucking care, dude. Yeah, I guess photography is a little different, but um, yeah, it is. It is bullshit. Or it's like the people in front aren't really the fans. That's that's one good thing about general admission is uh, you can. You, I mean, it's a pain in the ass. You have to fight your way to the front or to get there like hours early and run in front of everybody. But at least there's a chance where there's some uh, 
what's the, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. Fairness for lack of mm. a better term. Yeah. There, there is no perfect system, but thousand dollar tickets are not very fucking far away from the, the answer. Yeah. I almost, I almost want to like in my brain, just like, you know what? No one gets it now. Every big, massive arena act has to play a club. And if it sells out fast, fucking fight each other for the tickets. Just just something where there's a fighting chance. Maybe literally. They're not going to do that. No, they are not. There's no money in that. Yeah, they want monies. Uh, Well, anyway, thanks for listening and watching and hanging out. Uh, Check out the album if you dug this conversation, the parts of it that had to do with the album anyway. Uh, Or if you like Iggy Pop, and it doesn't disappoint. Iggy's still fucking kicking. And it's, it's, it's... Unbelievable that it's this good after this many years. It really is. Crazy. Uh, follow me on all social media at Pounder Monkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Hell yeah. You can find the full album Every Loser in the description. Uh, you could also I just huh? realize Every Loser on Every Album Ever. I, I didn't realize didn't realize what we were doing today. Yeah, someone call us Every Loser. That's not that funny. But you get the idea. Uh Patreon, baby. That's where, if you want to help and support us and keep us moving and ticking and clocking and cocking, patreon.com slash every album ever. You get bonus episodes. Uh, You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. You get to join our Discord, be a part of our little community, as well as suggest our EA singles episodes just like this one. Put out whatever albums came out this year that you want us to cover, and we will probably do it. Um, or any other ideas for whatever yeah. random spinoff episodes you want us to talk about. Preferably if you know in advance when the album's dropping. We might even be able to drop the episode in a timely manner. That would be ideal as well, yes. And if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, then you could suggest a full discography for us to cover on our bigger, longer episodes uh, within reason, all right? No fucking Prince suggestions with 80 albums, and that's not going to happen. But something manageable and beefy is fine with us, and we will do that. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, well, I uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? We'll sign off. Sign off. What, what, I, what are we I, closing with? Who? That's a good question. I, I think... The Regency, it's, right? Yeah, the Regency. It's got to be. Yeah, the, yeah, we both were just like, what a delight. It's a delightful closer. It's And you're going to hear it right now if you're not on YouTube. YouTube, you're not going to hear it. Whatever. Okay. Thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya.
Jesus. Say 